0: welcome to another
1: episode of the espresso bar uh, with your host me and Seth and today we've got Garth who uh, well uh, no one no one's met Garth yet so uh, so Garth why don't you tell us about um, about you and what you do at Event espresso
0: Hello everybody thanks for uh, letting me be part of the show today. Um... Well, I guess a little bit about myself. I uh, I uh, started with Seth on a Ven Espresso. I think back in 2009. Seth and I were working together at a company. Where he was doing some development on uh, the company's website, and I was working on in a marketing role for that for those people. And uh, Seth released his plugin and said he's getting a lot of interest in it, and wanted my help. And I kept telling him no because I had too many other things happening. At the time, I was in a master's degree program, and um, we were getting, we were thinking about leaving the state to pursue other career opportunities. But we uh, we wanted to. I was trying to get, trying to find a way to work with him, but just things weren't working out. And Seth was doing okay on his own. Things just kind of keep growing for him, and he was he was almost getting out of control. So I jumped in to help him out with support and. Been working with Seth on Espresso since then. Um, so currently, uh, my role with uh, espresso is I do a lot of uh, a lot of marketing, customer service, work on the finances and planning. Um, do just about everything I, I I can do. You know, I'm not a programmer, not a designer necessarily. So I uh, do what I can and uh, try to just chime in. Um, my background—I've got two master's degree, an MBA, and a master's in healthcare administration. Seems a little uh, not relevant, but it's actually been really good for me to be able to uh, have that type of a background because it provides me a good experience providing customer service.
1: Uh, and you've spoken at a couple word camps too, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I've spoken at the Salt Lake City Work Camp twice. Um, I've spoken at Chicago, Detroit, and New York. I've generally spoken about the topic of um, a little bit about the history of Event Espresso, but also building WordPress around eventpresso Espresso, or around WordPress. Um, and that's kind of how I got started with Event Espresso as well, is that during graduate school, I, we entered a comp, business competition uh, to compete for $40,000. Um, and Seth and I came out of there uh, with with the grand prize of $40,000 to, as basically a gift from Zions Bank and the University of Utah um, to invest in our business, and it's been going very well since then, but that was certainly an important and somewhat pivotal role role in our history has been able to earn that recognition, and and the money has certainly helped in order to, to grow it. Actually, Chris also benefited from it because that was Chris was also a recipient of some of that same money that came in that way. It gave us the confidence to be able to to begin hiring people, and uh, it's paid off for everybody since then. So, um, you know, my roles are very you know I try to be active in the WordPress community to try to provide some leadership in building a business around WordPress, um, and that's really what I do at Event Espresso is. Uh, making sure that we've got good products and we're treating our customers well, and, and trying to uh, keep the business running. So that's that's a little bit about what I do.
2: Cool. Glad to have you on board, Garth. It's a uh, it's been a it's been a very exciting time, uh, you know, since you came on. So we're all glad to have you. Yeah, I mean we we worked together. Yeah, we we've, we've worked
0: together for Seth and I've worked together for. Man, it's been like since I think 6 or 7 or something. Yeah, it's yeah, been it's quite really a while. Cool. So, but this has been this has been the mo- this has been the most fun. We, you know, it's certainly the most rewarding to be able to help small businesses and individuals be more successful with their companies and uh, and the things they're trying to achieve. So,
2: it's it's been good. And we we like working with who with everybody we've gotten involved. So, uh, yeah, we're glad with where it is. Yeah, we have we really do have an amazing team and uh you know we we also you know have a have an amazing customer support or customer uh, base as well. Um, you know, we try to try to keep our customers engaged and and uh keep them, you know, with top of the line products as, as much as we can. So it's been it's been really good. So hmm. what's uh so what's uh um What's next, guys? Chris, uh, you want to you want to break the the big news? <laughs> well, I sort of broke the news on my blog uh,
1: that I am I'm, I'm sort of taking a few steps back from from Event Espresso and working on my own projects and, and working on uh, doing stuff for for Pluralsight, which is an online video developer training thing, um, and that's going really well. Um, and I've got another course. I got a course that just got released uh, last week, and I that I'm working on on plugin development, uh, which I'm hoping to have done in the next month. So, uh, so yeah, I'm sort of sort of doing doing new things, but I'm still wanted to be involved with uh, Event Espresso, and um, so I'm doing these Hangouts, and I'm gonna be helping out, build out uh, a use case library for you guys, and um, anything that that's that pops up that I can do while I'm while I'm juggling some
2: other things. So. Are you gonna do some uh, are you gonna do some uh, training videos on how to use Event Espresso for if you're paying, guess I certainly can. Yeah. I actually thought about. I've actually <laughs> mentioned you. Yeah. I've
1: actually mentioned you um, in in my last one, and maybe the first one. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the last one that I did uh, was on uh, introduction to WordPress, and so I'm talking about plugins, and so I talk about premium plugins, and talk about free mm-hmm. plugins, and I talk about um, freemium plugins, and so I, I mentioned Event Espresso a couple times in, in that course. Um, just as an example of a premium plugin and what you get and what you don't, um, with the free version, and that's cool. And I might, you know, I might, I might do the drop it there too. I don't know. We'll see. The next one, like I said, the next one's in plugin development. So um...
2: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we should uh, we should talk after this. Uh, so you're so you're still going to be around a little bit, right? Yep. Um, yep. Still you know, going to be hanging out about ten hours a week or so, something like yeah. that. Cool. Well, Howard, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, we're very happy for you. You know. It's yeah. Yeah.
1: No. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be good. At, the event Espresso was great um, because it 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 was at the time that that I I started working with you guys. It was it was that or going back to, to Whole Foods. So um, yeah. that gave me the opportunity to stay at home and and, and work from home and, and be involved in WordPress and stuff. Um, and I learned a, a ton. Um, but then I had all these other things like client work and, and, uh, theme development and other things I was working on that just didn't ever happen during the two years. Um, and they sort of got <laughs> backburnered. And so now I get to work on that stuff again.
2: Yeah. The same thing happened to me when That's I, good. when, when the Venice started taking off, we just had to start firing all my, all my other customers and, and stuff or, you know, Telling, giving them other places to go basically trying to find new developers for them and stuff like that so I just got too busy and figured uh, it would be better to focus my time and energy on, on something I like doing rather than sitting at a corporate job for the rest of my life so events press has got a whole bunch of new stuff yeah Seth. <laughs> yeah so um yeah so uh, gosh man we've we've Done a lot with uh you know 3.1.32. Um, there, there's a lot of lot of updates in that release. Um, there there's so many things that we could we could go over, but um, I'd rather talk about some of the new things that we've that we've done. Um, we we just released our uh, a price modifier add-on. It's kind of in a beta stage. Uh, the price modifier add-on basically allows you to. To use the the questions manager to to create products or create price levels for for questions basically. So uh, say if you have a question called T-shirts, um, you know you can you can uh, you can do different sizes of the T-shirts and you can have a price for each different size or um, you know the same price or whatever you like for for the T-shirts. Um, and this, you know, you could you can do a lot more things than just T-shirts. You can do, you know, like uh, if you wanted to to charge for for additional sessions and and stuff like that. You could have a question group called called sessions, and then then the uh, the question then um, assign prices to each to each uh, session within you know each session question. It's kind of hard to explain without actually being able to see it, but um, I don't have a. So there- those
1: prices, those prices actually get fed into the total cost that the that the attendee is paying. Mm-hmm. So because this this has come up before with with uh, conferences that 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 have swag that you you know buy a t-shirt with your ticket, but mm-hmm. but also like um, banquets or something, and, and like this the the filet mignon is two dollars extra, but if but you could get the vegetarian entree, and that's, and that's so. Can you go? Can you add prices as well as subtract prices? Can you do like a modifier where where
2: uh, um, I don't like think it does that right now, okay. um, but we could probably we should probably add that to the feature request. Um, we did have to take some time away from from uh, you know Espresso four to to get this done. Um, so we we wanted to get we basically got a got a a minimum viable plugin basically <laughs> right now. So you know it 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 basically just adds. You know, com- it just adds to the price, to the overall price of the event right now. But that's a, I think that's a good feature that we could talk to Brent about adding, you know, removing or subtracting um, the price when when something is selected.
1: Yeah, because I think that that's something that that's in in 4.0 or
2: something similar
1: to that yeah. is in 4.0 yeah. where you can go up and down. And so I was just wondering if that was in the modifier because it's definitely something I can see people using.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that makes yeah, makes perfect sense.
0: I was also going to say that I think it it does well in some use cases I mean it's um, it's something that we're offering for free with for current customers it's in the pre-release channel um, so anybody who has a, a valid license can get a hold of it but it's not something we're necessarily charging for at this point we built it just for uh, people who need something in in some of those uh, need to use it in some cases but it doesn't do some things um, entirely like the, it there's are some things that need to be improved for it to be something that we feel comfortable in in selling. Uh, like it doesn't list items in like the the receipts. It it doesn't list like the T-shirt or something as a separate line item. It simply just changes the the registration total amount um, and captures the money for the item. Now the the administrator of the website will certainly know that the individual has purchased. Uh, say the t shirt because it'll show up in their registration questions. Um, but there are still a few things that uh, could be added to this over time, and it'll probably be something we uh, magnify or build out further in a Venice 4 since that will, uh, Venice Wrestle 3 will become uh, surpassed by a Venice 4, so we don't want to put a lot of time and event effort into a Venice 3 where it'll be replaced. Uh, but this is something that's available to customers for free, and it'll be, it'll be, it'll certainly fit their needs uh, in some cases. Hey, I
2: just got the conf- I just got word back in, in IRC that uh, Brent said that you, we can subtract prices, and it also can track uh, can also track quantities. As well, so, so for
1: in the so in the in- example that I was. Uh, that I was giving where there's like a, you know, a show when it comes with the dinner and you can get the, so the the regular ticket price is $20 and it comes with a dinner. And if you want the special dinner, the premium dinner, then it adds $5. But if you want the vegetarian dinner, then it will subtract $2. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and yeah, that's just one example. Yeah, it's good a, it's a to really know. cool,
2: it's a really cool, cool idea. I didn't even know he, I didn't even know that, that, Functionality exists today. I played around with it in the beginning, um, you know, when we were still working out some some uh, some bugs and stuff like that. But it's good to know. Thanks, Brent. So uh, let's see. So that was the price modifier add-on. The next thing we added um, is the Infusionsoft add-on. And if you don't if you don't know what Infusionsoft is, um, Infusionsoft is the only all-in-one sales and marketing software built for small businesses. Um, it it's basically a, a a CRM or a customer relations manager, um, e-commerce, email, and social marketing solution all in one place. So it is a it is a software as a solution software as a service solution that we but we have integrated with their with their API so that when when someone read, when a customer registers for an event on your website. The customer is automatically added to the Infusionsoft system. So um, once they are in, added to the Infusionsoft system, it any any other future registrations that 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 attendee um, you know signs up for any any other events that that attendee signs up for are all going to be automatically tracked in, in Infusionsoft, and you can you can. You can pretty much if you wanted to if somebody wanted to you could pretty much use infusionsoft as your as your management so- solution for instead of the the ven espresso management um, admin um, it does have some it does have some pretty powerful features such as uh, like we mentioned I, I mentioned earlier marketing and, and emails and stuff like that and it also uh, it also is capable of taking payments invoicing customers and doing uh, recurring billing so if you wanted to set up an if you wanted to, uh, you know, have a customer pay once for for the event, and then, um, you know, get have their credit card charged every month after, you know, for some kind of an ongoing class or something like that, you can easily set that up within within Infusionsoft. It's a it's a really cool system, and we've also in, integrated with. I mentioned the the payment you can accepting payments and stuff like that. You can also integrate. Um, most of the most of the popular gate payment gateways um with infusionsoft as well so infusionsoft connects to paypal um uh, authorize.net two checkout uh i think s- several other payment processing companies and so you can actually you don't even have to to use the the espresso gateway the built-in gateways you can use the Inf- infusionsoft gateway on your website, and it'll it'll handle capturing credit cards and processing the credit cards and and recurring billing and, and stuff like that, if you like. Which works so,
1: well if you're doing other things with Infusionsoft too. Yeah, yeah. You could if you're already using Infusionsoft, then it would it's definitely something that you would want to use.
2: Um, and if you're not already using Infusionsoft, you know, maybe maybe you should start. Yeah, because Infusionsoft has a uh, product management and, uh, and stuff like that, so you can set up. Uh, you can you can integrate it with your website to sell products and that uh, type of thing as well. So and there's there's also other Infusionsoft add-ons out there. Uh, not, actually, Infusionsoft plugins. Um, I think there's a Infusionsoft integration for WooCommerce um, as well as uh, as well as Gravity Forms. So and this has been high. Pretty highly re- requested over the past couple of years, um, so not Infusionsoft specifically, but some kind of a CRM. Yeah, some some kind of a CRM integration. And Infusionsoft is by far one of, by far the easiest um, integration that I've ever done. I set up the entire Infusionsoft uh, add-on with the gateway and everything in like in like, you know. 48 hours or something like that, you know, within a couple days. It was like, I did it over a weekend, like a Saturday and Sunday. So, most gateways take, you know, what, like 80 hours just to complete or something. Probably not that much, but I think we charge, what, we charge for like 10 hours? We charge for 10 hours, yeah. Yeah. So, then we cover the other 10 hours or so, because it takes about 20 hours or so to to build something like that. So, I guess my time's a little bit off. I probably spent maybe, I probably spent about Eight eight hours or so, you know, actually developing the, the add-on and testing that includes testing, developing, and everything. So it's it's fairly fairly a simple integration. So moving on, um, another popular or highly requested feature is the ability to to reassign attendees to an event. Um, or move and attend, move several attendees to to different events or, or whatever, because uh, you know attend people change their mind. They may have signed up for an for an event, and then you know something comes up like a dentist appointment, and then you know they have to reschedule. So we I created a the the, the attendee reassignment add-on, which is currently in the pre-release um, the pre-release channel, formerly because. known as
1: the attendee mover add-on. Yeah. If there are people that were using it earlier yeah. on,
2: yeah. So the attendee reassignment on basically allows you to um, edit an attendee's details. Um, you know, using the using the built-in editor that's already in in the WordPress admin for Venespresso. Um you can you can edit the attendee's details and then. Um, if If they decide they want to move to event, you just click on the event name that you want to move them to and and hit update and then they're moved. It's that simple so it's really a it it's wasn't really a simple integration it took a lot of it it, it took a lot of uh planning on my part and 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 trying to figure out the best places to add some new hooks and filter or some new actions and and stuff like that. Um, to make it work with, properly. with some of
1: the changes that', that I've, um, have been made with the overpayment underpayment underpaying thing is that mm-hmm. that would get reflected then after the attendee has been moved and they 've already paid for an event and say it 's one hundred and seventy five bucks and they get moved to an event that 's one hundred and eighty bucks they're now that 'll now show in the back end that that they 've underpaid
2: yeah yeah, and it, it basically um basically when you when you move an attendee it takes it takes that attendee and changes the the event ID number in the database it, it keeps the registration ID intact but the the event ID uh, is changed um, as well as the the default price and the default time um, for the for the event that they are moved to so if you have an event with with uh, three different pricing levels it's going to take the first it's going to take the very first price level and 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 update that attendee to that price level um, as well as changing the event and stuff like that um, so you there there will still be some management involved if you move an event or if you move an attendee to a different event that has a different price and different times and and stuff like that so um, so that's that one. And did you guys wanted, have any questions
0: on that? I wanted, yeah, I just wanted to chime in on that. So, like, the, the attendee reassignment, like, um, again, it, it works for most situations, but people also need to understand how complex it is. Imagine if you're trying to change an attendee from one event to another event, and maybe the uh, questions that you asked for those two different events were different. Right. People have to understand that we have to try to um, handle that situation. Um, so they, it's a it's a, it's a pretty complex endeavor, like you were you were mentioning, and uh, it may not work for everybody in all situations. But it's pretty slick if you if you recognize that hey, if I move an attendee from one event to another, then we might have to fix some things on the amount of money that is owed, or change some of the questions, or make some other accommodations in some way. But it's it really saves people a lot of time. I was in New York um, visiting with a customer uh, one time, and that's what they said. One of the biggest things would, would help them because she had like one or two people in her back office just spending time uh, changing some of their attendees from one event to the next, and she said it would make it would save them a tremendous amount of time uh, and money if if they had that option. Now, Event Espresso is really inexpensive for people. Um, and if we can help them reduce the number of people that, are, that it takes to manage their events, then we help them save even more money. So it's a, this is yet another way that we help, help people be successful and save money. And we're trying to make our software the, the most um, efficient it can be. This is even something that other competitors don't have. They don't have a way to change people from events. Go ahead and try to do that with Eventbrite or uh, some of the other uh, WordPress plugins out there. You're going to spend your time managing events or manage people from between events, um, but with Event Espresso, you can do that, that type of stuff, and that's really our mission to, to help you be successful and save time and money. So it's good. It's a good. It's a good feature.
2: Thanks, Garth. Thanks, Garth. So uh, let's see, uh, and then so the next thing we uh, this has already been out for a little while but uh, the JSON API um, has just been re- uh, moved from the pre-release channel and is now live for any with you know in, anyone with a with a support patent license to uh, to go ahead and use so that's out of uh, that's out of beta now and there might be some hang-ups here and there but we'll we'll work through them but uh, we just wanted to get it live out there so so people can uh, start using the JSON API and and not have to sign up for the pre-release channel and that type of thing. So hopefully we get uh, hopefully we get start getting some more people using the JSON API and, and giving us some good examples of uh, of what they're using it for and, and stuff. That's it'll be really cool to see. Um, next, let's see new gateways. A bunch of them. Yeah, we've uh, released several new gateways recently in .32, including Google Checkout, um, Moneris, which is in Canada, I believe, right? Uh, Mainly used in Canada? I think it's
0: Canadian customers only. Well, I think the integration that we have right now is only for Canadian customers. Uh, I think the Moneris gateway was developed as a side project for one of our developers, and his client was actually... A, a Canadian client, so they only focused on the, the Canadian integration. I'm not even sure if they have a, other other currencies or other country integrations, but I think right now it's only only available for uh, Canadian clients. It's a good point.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't think we. I think it is. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Uh, it is available in the U.S., but we've only done the Canadian version of it. Um, and then we added Cygate. Uh, MerchantAccounts.ca? Is that another Canadian uh, gateway? It's know. another uh, Canadian sponsor.
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: Well, SciGate
1: was sort of a front end on, on top of uh, another gateway where Merchant Accounts was the front end on Cygate or one of the other. Um, it was this weird sort of thing where. It, yeah. where it, um, they're both actually the same gateway, which is why it's scigate/ slash Merchant CA. But yeah, I think that is they are based in Canada.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, I think with merchant with Sygate, yeah, with Cygate, it. Um, I think they've got they can handle multiple currencies, um, and that's actually some one reason they did that is this site. This client sponsored us to do the Cygate or Merchant uh, integration because they actually were trying to do events in different currencies. So not not the same event in different currencies, but different events in different currencies. So they had U.S. current U.S. events they wanted to do in U.S. US currencies and uh, Canadian events they wanted to do in the, in the Canadian currency or in those respective dollars. And uh, so scigate can accommodate that. And MerchantAccounts.ca is kind of the is kind of the the brand for doing the that integration with the Cygate gateway. It's a little bit complicated, but that's one of the reasons we that.
2: Yeah, yeah, it sounds very complicated. I know that's one of the I know that's another feature that a lot of our customers are looking for is the ability to to handle multiple currencies when when registering for an event or checking out checking out at, upon registration. Um. Yeah. So. Hopefully, hopefully this will help some people. <laughs> um, and as yeah, one I of our developers. Go ahead, Darth. I was just gonna say. Yeah, I
0: was just gonna say that Stripe also works in Canada now. It has for a while, but it used to be for the US only. Um, so for Canadian customers out there, uh Stripe is another option. And Stripe is actually one of our more highly used gateways by a lot of our users. It's yeah, really we'll easy about
1: that, uh, it's used to be really stable. Yeah, Stripe's <laughs> a, Stripe's awesome. It's got an awesome back end.
2: Yeah, and then the last, very last gateway we've added was, uh, let's see, I don't even know how to pronounce this one. Luot. Luotokunta? Luotokunta. I don't know. Say that something in a Swedish accent. Yeah, I don't even know what. They're Swedish, I think. Is it Swedish? It looks so. Oh yeah it is. It's in it's in English though. Their website's in English, so but so is this another another gateway that integrates with your bank and stuff like that, I guess. Um anyway. Yeah, this was a, this was another <laughs> Yeah, this was another sponsor, sponsored gateway
0: of one of our one of our clients. Um it's it's pretty new, so there's only gonna be a couple of people using it at this point, but it's right now it's made available to all of our all of our users, but it is it is available. We're going to be doing some blog posts about these later this week, uh, but they're in our list of things to announce, and so we thought we'd share with them
2: here. Yeah, great. Did you talk about Let's Google see. Checkout already? Yeah, we touched on Google Checkout very briefly. Because um, okay. that's and, cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Google like
1: Checkout. Google Checkout, we've been waiting. Is it Google Checkout or Google yes. Wallet? It's Google Wallet, yeah, because yeah. they changed, they rebranded but that's something that we've been sort of yeah. wanting to do for you know well, yeah. almost as long as I've been with the espresso for about 2 years.
2: Yeah, this one's kind of weird though cuz it 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 was kind of it was kind of a hard one to integrate with. I think cuz there there there's some kind of there's some weird hang-ups with it too. There's like a delay. I think it's like a, what is a thirty-minute delay or something like that. Right. By the time, right. from the time you process your credit card or process the the transaction till till the time it reports back to your website. So, so when so
1: when somebody goes through a transaction, it it's going to say that their payment is still incomplete um, because you're using Google Checkout and it hasn't actually sent the request back to your website from Google Chat or Google mm-hmm. Wallet. Um, so it's so as far as Google Wallet and your website is concerned, it's still incomplete, but um, it will eventually complete itself. We recommend, or we've been recommending, um, that if you're using Google Wallet, that you set the default payment status to pending. Um, that way, at least when the attendee goes through the checkout process, they'll see that something is happening; their 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 payment is pending, and then and then they'll get their confirmation
2: when it goes through. Yeah. So that's all we have for gateways now. Uh, Garth, you want to talk, you want to tell us about the uh, user experience program? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd, user. that'd be good. I can certainly <laughs> do it. So,
0: yeah, so we've, in uh, version thirty two of Nespresso, we released what we call the UX IP, or the User Experience Improvement Program. And we call it UX uh, IP because... UX stands for user experience. But we believe that we can help people be successful by offering you know cutting-edge tools that are also easy to use and very affordable. Um, and to continuously make Event Espresso better, we have to understand how our customers use Event Espresso, what things work well and what needs to be improved. So this program, the UXIP or the User Experience Improvement Program. Uh, has been created to help us measure our progress against these high, very high expectations. Um, so, in order to determine our progress, we we have to collect some information about how our customers use our programs and the and the problems they encounter. And then we look at the data to see, look, are we making is are we making Invent espresso easier to use? Are are people even using these new tools? And uh, we we collect that data in in deciding. Um, what decisions we make about about the Venespresso. Um, so this is joining, when you install Venespresso 3.2, it's a way to, um, it's a way, if, if you join the, you're going to get a notification when you install Espresso 3.2, and in that notification, 3.1. it's going to 32. ask you to join it. Yeah, 3.1.32. Sorry, I shorten it all the time. <laughs> but in that, um, in that 3.1.32, uh, we, we're going to ask you if you want to join the user experience program. And that's going to be a way for you to say uh, whether you are, you want to uh, be part of the program to help improve Event Espresso. It's going to be, in some ways, a way for you to vote on which features you use and what's important with how you use event espresso. Um so even recently we've been looking at different ways that people use for instance uh... some of the gateways we, we we've developed and uh... you've been able to look at the data to see which ones people use so we can understand which ones are important for us to support and which ones are important for us to build upon um, yeah so those, this is actually
1: this is actually this is actually really exciting to me the um the 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 gateway data because we've never actually had this data before. Um, so now we can actually look at um, specifically what um, um and for me um, you know dealing with support I mean really it was in the past it was it was a matter of um, just sort of guessing based on what people were posting about in the forums. Um, and so looking at the numbers specifically, um, you know, right here we've got these are all the, the gateways and and Based on the numbers that we're getting so far, which is uh, active installations that are participating in the user experience improvement program, um, these are what uh, what the numbers are for for the gateways. And so, for instance, there's a lot more people using offline uh, payments than I would have uh, than I would have expected. Um, a lot uh, about you know probably I think almost half of uh, maybe not quite half of the of the people. Um, Using Event Espresso or using offline payments, because um, you've got invoice, you've got bank, uh, you've got uh, purchase order, um, and just you combine all those things together, and and that's that's a lot. A lot of people using offline payments, um, and then obviously you know pay, PayPal is the one that that most people are using, um, but there's a lot of people using uh, Stripe. There's more people using Stripe than I thought. So I thought that was pretty cool too. Um, and just just being able to use this and it, it, it can it can be a way to steer uh, you know which gateways we we devote more attention to and, and which um, maybe fall off the edge of the, the planet if if not a lot of people are really using it anymore
0: yeah this is uh, this is good information we just we just got it recently um, but it it'll be important for what what people watching this screencast need to understand is that it's really important that you join the the user experience improvement program because how you use event espresso is kind of your vote in saying what's important, what what do we need to support, what do we need to improve, what is what are we doing right and what do we need to improve upon. So if you're not part of the user experience program, then that tells us that you really don't you really don't want to to your vote to be counted. And uh, it leaves us kind of guessing. So for instance the date the data that Chris kinda of shared with um, share with us is is an example of those people who are not participating in the program, and that's just what Chris shared is just a sample of of the data and sample of users. Um, it's gonna those are the people that are contributing to making Event Espresso better, and we, we hope everybody joins it because it'll make it'll make Event Espresso um, uh, better. And the other benefit is, to it is that you you can make you can help make a venti espresso better without doing a single thing. You can, yeah, yeah.
1: Imagine, imagine if voting for the president or, or you know prime minister, if you're not in in the United States or wherever. Uh, if imagine if, if voting for for your you know local politician was as easy as just you know thinking it, you know I want yeah. you know president to be this guy. Okay, he's president.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, right. That, that at least cast your your vote. And we're trying to measure how you use it. Now, we, we don't collect any personal information in the user experience program. We're simply collecting information about what settings you have on, uh, what configuration you might have, uh, and which type of events, events you run, like how many tickets you have, or this and that. Uh, we don't collect any personal information. We don't sell that information either. The user experience program is simply about collecting information uh, that will help us make better decisions to help us make the event the Espresso product better which will in turn uh, help you make, uh, help, help our users be more successful. That's what it's all about. It's not about trying to pry into their lives or sell their information. We don't collect any personal information. Um, we don't really want the personal information because we don't want any liability with having that information. We just want to know how they use event Espresso. Um, and what their the, the the environment they're in that uh, so that we can make an espresso better. So that's a long wind, long winded about it. We have a full page about that information um, on the um, on our about us page. We also have a privacy policy if you want to see that. But we don't collect information, you know, personal information from from this at all. So and we'll link to that stuff in the show notes after
1: the after the hangout is done. Yeah, that'd, that'd be good. Yeah. We also got a we got a question through our form yesterday, um, so I'm gonna jump in and, and answer that. Um, someone was asking about uh, setting up Event Espresso so they can sell tickets for venues um, and customizing the checkout look, uh, where the user can just add their card info and checkout quickly. Um, so one, so that part, um, you know, to answer that question. Um you can you can definitely customize the checkout, the appearance uh, and the templates. Um, those would be in the template files, but you can't really uh, customize the the checkout flow um, because we go through specific steps um, and each step is a part of creating the attendee uh, in in the database. So um, for instance, you couldn't just have you know all your information, it, in like the payment gateway information on, on the registration page because we need to get the attendee information and to put them in, in the database. And then we're going to send that information or they're going to send them over to, you know, we have 22, 26 different gateways. We have no idea what gateway you're using and so we're not going to know what gateway we're using until we get to the payment process and you've already selected your gateway. And then and those different gateways behave different ways. So we wouldn't be able to simplify that into one step, for example, um, because each gateway deals with that information differently. So that part of it isn't, um, isn't really customizable. Although um, in 4.0 the checkout process is a lot more simplifi- simplified simplified um, whereas it's sort of step based and you have this information up here you go you click next it just drops down the next section down here that's the uh you know the payment information and then you're done um, and it is all in on one page but it's done with um, it's done a little bit differently and so that's going to be coming in 4.0 but it's not something you can do currently um, And and they're also asked they also asked uh, how can we customize or can we customize how users add events to our database for everyone else to see? I want users to add their own events. Um, so there's a couple different things that you could do with this, and it sort of depends on uh, what you want. Um, we recently released uh, the front-end event manager. Um, I think that's what we're calling it these days. Um, plugin in the pre-release channel, which puts your allows users um, for to your site to. Create events from the front end of the website, as opposed to having to, accounts on the back end. We also have the roles and permissions add-ons, um, which give your uh, your back end administrator users or administrative users, your WordPress users, um, ability to do things in Event Espresso from the back end. So there's a couple of different ways of um, of dealing with that, depending on on your use case. Um, and you know, if you if you still have questions, um, you can certainly ask us in, in the forums, and, and we'll help you out.
0: That's all. Yeah, those are, those are sometimes hard, hard things to address over a, over a screencast or something. So, if you, I mean, if you certainly have certain use cases, like Chris had mentioned earlier, he's going to be one writing up some certain use cases, like how do I use Event Espresso for this or for that, for my type of business. And if you have questions about that, then um, you, know, we, you can contact Chris and our support team and they can run through how Event Espresso would work for you.
1: Yeah, and the pre-sales forum is really good if you haven't, if you don't have events special so yet, and you still have a question. The pre-sales forum is a great place to post those questions.
2: Yeah, it's good. So, um, so we're going to go on to upcoming things. Or a couple of, uh, actually, one or two upcoming things that we're releasing soon. And uh, Chris has been working on the. The the ticket templating the ticket templating system. So you know with their yes. ticketing yes. mobile ticketing add-on? Yes.
1: So so um for a while, for about a year we've had uh we've had uh Can you hear me? I can't hear myself. Okay. For a while we've had this uh ticketing add-on um and this is what our tickets have looked like. Um this is sort of the basic template. Um and so, and that was all. That was it. Um, previously, we were using a completely different system, um, which uh, had a sort of toggle um, where you could go from uh, you could have a ticket template or you could do a badge template. Um, and since we switched to this new system, uh, we never had we never had the time to do the badge template. Um, so I I, I decided one day that we needed to, to take care of this. It's been over a year, and we've been waiting for these badge templates. And, and we also actually, um, Seth had commissioned some designs for some new templates that were a little bit prettier than this one, um, and we never had had the opportunity to, to actually implement them. Um, so the first thing that I did, um, sort of as a, as a proof of concept um, for a new uh, ticketing system, um, and to make the ticketing system handle multiple different templates and types of templates, um, I built this and sort of as a joke because um, we were talking about it in in one of our our team hangouts um, was to build this hello my name is template um, so this is actually going to be in the ticketing add on uh, two point one this this hello my name is and um, and I had to you know it 's got its own style sheet it 's got i you know I did a lot of Sort of backend tweaking to to um, you know t- to figure out how you know how we could do this and how we could have custom templates and um, the only downside, um, alas, with my with the hello my name is template is when you go to the PDF version, um, it does not use Comic Sans. Because the uh, templating system does not support Comic Sans, which is unfortunate. Um, oh, it also no. doesn't like it. Also, yes, I know. <laughs> it also doesn't like the rounded borders um, because it's basically when it con- gets converted to the PDF, it, it basically is using like um, really old HTML and CSS. That's sort of how you have to think about it. So, if you've used, if you if you wrote, you know, HTML and CSS like you know, fifteen years ago, like I have, um, and and are familiar with like you know, CSS one. Then, then you'd be pretty good at, at dealing with this, but um, it doesn't do all the pretty stuff that you can do with, with CSS3 and, and different fonts, which is which is sad. Um, so that's that's the first template, the first new template. Um, and we also added um, the new template called deluxe um, is basically um, the one that we had commissioned, um, and you've probably seen uh, pictures of. So on on the website, and that's the one that looks like when my stuff loads. It looks like that. Um, So, and and it has different color options. So if I'm over in my uh, ticket templates, and then I'm editing my deluxe, and then I can change any one of these colors and actually these colors that have added that have been added they also um, work on the default template too um, so simple is just uh, just black and then all these colors work on on the default templates too so I'm gonna change it to orange and I go back here and now it's magically orange um, cool thing about this one uh, if if I'm remembering correctly um, one of the things that we had in in, uh, in well, it's using a background image. So, if you were going to tweak it, um, you could put a custom background image. In fact, I I did a custom ticket template for for someone at at one point in time based on these, and it was for a camera conference uh, or photography conference. And so we put it. They had a, a stock photo from of a of a camera um, or camera lens, and so we put that back in the background, and it looked pretty sweet. Um, so that's that. Uh, that's that template. Um, going to go back now to my event. So that I can change the template, and so we've got we've got those two templates. Um, we got the badge. And we've got the the, the new deluxe t- ticket, which is prettier, and we've got the one that we've always had. We also now have two badge templates. So the, for these, I sort of base them off of um, typical conference badges. Um, I went and got my WordCamp uh, badge, and I measured it, and I figured out what size it should be, uh, and this is what it came out to be. Um, And this will work in the PDF view as well, and it's got all the information. that should print out to be the right size to go into a a small, you know, that's sort of that size uh, badge holder. and, yeah, everything else is pretty much the same. And then you go back, and we've got also a tall badge option, um, which is a little bit bigger and a little bit taller. And it kind of looks like this. That's um, the name, the big and big, tall. Yeah, yeah, it's it's... Badge and badge tall. I think with the with the templates. I mean that's well. That's what I've named them, and I think that that's what the um might be like. Badge small and badge tall, um for the for the PHP files uh, when you're selecting them and creating your ticket templates. and so this gives me a little bit more room. And again, I, I looked online to to figure out, um, you know, typical dimensions for conference badges, um, so that I could make sure that this would, you know, basically be what you would probably want to use uh, if you're using it for your conference or for your tickets or your badges or, or whatever. So, um, again, since we're dealing with with really old HTML CSS, um, well, we couldn't. One of the one of the comments or the feedback uh, that we got was was trying to move the, the name of the attendee information up a little bit so it's up at the top of the picture. but again since we're using old information or old old HTML and CSS it, it doesn't like that so can't do cool things like that but um, and and you know for anybody who, who is interested in, in creating their own ticket templates, I'll tell you a secret um, to get because uh, it's, it's, it's tricky uh, dealing with uh, the PDF stuff. Um, because you're you're working with um, with basically really old HTML and CSS so your trick the trick that I'm telling you right now on the espresso bar if you're going to customize your own templates is to use um, media queries um, because if the the PDF doesn't understand media queries so you can basically make your regular CSS um, what you would what the PDF is going to be, and if there's specific styles that you want to apply to the the HTML view um, that you would see in a browser, um, then that you can uh, you can use media queries, um, and use like, like a, a min width or something, and give your your style put your styles in there. And I had to do that quite a bit. So if you look at those templates when when they are available, and I think we're waiting for testing for a couple a couple things um, before it hits the the pre release channel. Um, and then
2: I think we just lost Chris. <laughs> yep there he goes. Uh, yep, yeah, we did. Um, so I guess we can. I'll just talk. Touch on something real quick. Um, oh, there so he is. And he's back.
1: That was <laughs> Uh No problem. I turned off my screen share, and I turned me off
2: too. Oh no! no. Uh, I was just gonna go over something real quick. I, I added a. If some of you are familiar with with GitHub, uh, GitHub has something called gists, and they're basically. You what would you, how would you explain a gist, Chris? Is it just a snippets of code that you can paste online for? Yeah, like a code snippet, download?
1: or maybe maybe uh uh just some some yeah some code snippets or some files that that would be for. A Specific thing. I mean, it's it's a way to it's a it's a repository in, in just like any other uh, GitHub repositories, repository is a repository, and it can have revisions and, and contributions and. Um, but it's 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 instead it's not you know if you didn't want to have a full project for something like you you're not building Event Espresso you don't need to host a, an entire plugin on GitHub you're just you know Showing or, or doing some some examples with a specific uh, for a specific function or a couple files, then, then that's what a, a gist is or could
2: be used for. Yeah, so I I've been adding some things some stuff to to GitHub uh, gist repository over the past few months, and um, we sometimes we link to them in in the forums or. You know, as a spe- for specific use case examples and stuff like that. So I just wanted to throw this out here real quick. If anybody wanted to, you know, see what see what uh, some of the things I've been working on, um, you can go to gist. That's gis dot github dot com slash seth Schultz. Um, and that's spelled S-E-T-H-S-H-O-U-L-T-E-S. So in there, um, I just added a couple things that 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 people might find uh, very useful um, I added something last night as a matter of fact and one of those is the ability to create a user um, when someone registers for an event um, it's kind of a it's been you know queried about uh, many times in our in our forums and via email and stuff like that um, so I I was thinking about it and we didn't really want to add something like this to to the core plugin because or to the core members to the to the members add on that we have that or actually it's called the WP user integration add on. We didn't want to really add that in there because it could get complicated or if you have we don't know all of the legal aspects of just, you know creating a user every time someone registers, you know, it could be you know, if you're accepting registrations for a, for a summer youth camp or something, you don't want you know an eight year old kid as a user on your website. Yeah, you know, basically. So I kind of I, I kind of ab- I kind of left this out as, as as just some abstract code that you can add to your um to your to the custom files add-on that we sell, or you can you you can add it to the to your functions.php f- file within your theme. Um, and so you can you can go to the GitHub and uh at the URL I, I mentioned earlier and, and grab this grab this code and just paste it into your into your functions.php file. So whenever somebody someone registers on on your website, and Chris has put up a screenshot of it or screen share of it here. So you can just add this to your functions.php file um, of your theme, and then when someone registers for an event, they are automatically created as a user. Um, on your website and so um, you don't have to send them you know to a different form and all that stuff. Uh and it also it also checks for duplicates. It makes sure you know um that that someone's not registering or someone's not created as a user for every time they register for something. Um, so and this can be used with the uh, with the WP user integration add-on as well so once someone registers for the first event each additional event if you have it set up can they can they can get discounts on the events or they can um, they can be tracked you know all their future event registrations can be tracked in the in the admin and stuff like that and as well as the the my events table um, there's a few other things on there in the in the github in the in the gist repo, we have the price range. There's a, a, a it just basically uh, uh, sorry, so venuspresso price range PHP that I created and just basically displays a range of prices in your in your template. Um, it's just, just just a simple function you can add anywhere in your template. And then we have the price list that basically shows a, a uh, an unordered list of prices for an event. And there's uh, there's a couple other things on there. There's uh, a couple of examples on how to use the the JSON API that we sell or that we have available. We don't actually sell it; it's included in all packages. But uh, there's a couple examples on there how to how to uh, set up some third-party websites and pull pull your your events from your website. So just wanted to touch on that real quick. Um, We can before we move on to other product. Subjects such as um, what Garth's going to talk about next. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. I know that. uh, Yeah, the
2: screen share doesn't like me. (laughs) Well, getting booted off. It's all Thanks, Chris. Well, yeah. One of
0: the next. Yeah, one of the next things we wanted to talk about is kind of an update on the Venice Russell Four. and how, how that's moving along. Um, we're moving along pretty well in the development of Venice, Venespresso 4. We're very near finishing the version that will be released uh, to users, the beta version, um, but we got an email this morning uh, from our lead developer on Venespresso um, and he's, he mentioned that we've got 35 open tickets or things that need to be testing Uh, uh, remaining, or that need to be done, and that's out of, that's only about 10% of the ones that we've, we've closed in, in trying to get Adventespresso 4 beta ready. Anyway, what this brings up is that Adventespresso 4 is, is is coming to, it's going to be released pretty soon, it'll be the light version, Uh, so some of the premium features won't be available. But for the rest of our users, what we're looking for is that we're, con- we're, uh, we're looking for um, a few select customers to join us in testing Event Espresso 4. Uh, we want Event Espresso 4 to be really good right out of the gate to be sure uh, real customers can give us feedback about anything that needs to be improved before we release it uh, for the first time. Um, so we've got at least those 35 tickets that need to be tested but there might be some other tickets or issues that need to be tested over time um, so we'll, we will provide some compensation to our to our, our users who want to be involved we're not exactly sure what the compensation will be but if um, you're interested in getting getting involved in testing event espresso 4 um then you're welcome to contact us. Uh, you can contact us via Twitter or Facebook or on our contact us page on uh, eventespresso.com. Um, we'll reach out to some of our support staff if, if you need. But Event uh, Espresso 4 is coming along really nicely. Um, we've got a few more things that we want to test and verify have been fixed and corrected before we re- release it. And if you'd like to be part of of uh, improving Event Espresso and uh, and make it better, then you know, we're we'd be glad to have you involved.
2: Yeah, I think that I think that's a really good idea, Garth. We um, really need people, you know, testing just testing our, our latest products and and stuff like that. And it's it's been it's been kind of a kind of a kind of a rough road um, trying to get people to test. Um, you know, we get people that sign up for the beta, for the beta and the pre-release channels and stuff like that, but we. We get we seem to get very little feedback, you know. On that means we're things. doing something good, Seth. Yeah, that means <laughs> there's no problems at all. <laughs>
1: there's no bugs. Nothing's wrong.
2: Yeah, but then we release something, and then there's then there's some bugs that nobody caught. You know, what I mean, hopefully hopefully this will will help uh, you know help our products improve and and you know get more people involved in, in what we're trying to do. Your video disappeared, Garth. So yeah.
0: I'm I'm not sure what happened. Um, the camera doesn't like my face or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> <you> believe it? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, I can't believe it. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> but this is a it's it's just a, you know it's a good opportunity if you know venti espresso uh, very well um, or you want to make your Ven espresso better. Even um, if you don't, yeah, I know venti espresso very well. Yeah, even if you don't, that'd be fine too. I mean, but this is, it's not something that's going to take a lot of time either. It won't it won't be that difficult to do testing for these projects, because they're very specific, and uh, it'll be pretty easy to test once you get involved. So it's easy way for you to help improve a espresso and maybe receive some compensation for doing that in the form of new licenses, or access, or extended licenses, or maybe even some cash, we're not exactly sure, but and uh, we're looking for a few people who'd be able to who'd be interested. So watch out for some more news about that. Um, but if you you know if you'd like to be involved feel free to contact us.
2: Cool. And you're on Chris. Yeah, so so for our
1: espresso shots segment where we we talk about uh cool uses of vent espresso, one one site that sort of uh came to our attention um, this last week uh while I was away. Um, was uh, this artisan uh, artisan center theater um, and they this is this is uh, vent espresso with um, with the seating chart add on and they did quite a bit of um, customization and tweaking to get this thing to work obviously because this is you know it's certainly not our code um, but uh, yeah I mean I, I thought this was um, cool enough that that we should take a look at it um, because uh, yeah it's it's pretty neat so um, they not only do
0: oh, this is say this is sorry go go ahead.
1: Chris I was just gonna say that not only do do they oh, have is, the, right. the seating chart uh, showing up on the page but but when you click on a seat you can they've got multiple different price uh, prices that you can pick from uh, within that and then um, it shows up over there isn't that cool yeah That's um, it's the really other, cool. the other thing that they've got going on, uh, just sort of as a, as a, as a, I mean, this isn't anything new, because um, if you've used Vent Espresso, you've seen this before. Um, but this is their calendar, and um, yeah, just it looks it looks nice. We've got a yeah, nice looking they, website.
2: They did a really good job on that. Uh, on the seating chart, um, there. I I reached out to these guys, um, the artisan uh own, to the owner of the artisan uh center theater and see if we can maybe um, you know get uh get our hands on the code either buy the code or if they'll share it with us and and stuff like that um, but yeah they did really they did a really good job i love the love the multiple price selections and then and then how it adds adds it over to the right sidebar too. Yeah, and you can really add cool. a promo
1: code up here too. Uh, yeah. I of course don't know any of their promo codes, um, but and and like anything else with with the seating chart out, and eventually these things will um, you know fall off the planet and and not uh, you know they'll they'll go away after a period of time.
2: Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a really good job. It's really nice. So
1: I'm probably gonna drop again when I. Stop my screen share. Oh no, there oh, I
2: am. Yeah, yeah. There, I think uh, Google Hangouts having some little trouble today. <laughs> I'm not seeing anybody's videos. So I'm like, I have I have another window open with like the live you uh, or the live show open, so I can see what's going on. So <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, uh, I think that about wraps Ooh. up this uh, this espresso bar. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, there will there will be show notes and stuff on the website after the end of the show, and you can let us know if you have questions. You can let us know if you want to be a guest. We're looking for guests. We like guests. Um, it was really cool having Garth today, um, and yeah, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, it was great uh, having
2: everyone here. Thanks, cool. guys. Cool. We'll see you next time. Yep. See ya. <laughs> Drink more we- coffee.